No Ketchup Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch-Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line. What's happening? Yes, sir. What it do? Like you said, you was feeling sick, but you back good now. Man, I'm back good, man. You know, I took a little bit of that Theraflu. You know what I'm saying? Bounce right back. You said you had that two-day corona. Yeah, two-day corona. Had the quick joint. The mild corona. Yeah. Yes, man. But you know, the, 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 Thera- the Theraflu took everything, man. Hey, shout out to everybody. If you don't know, Theraflu is the truth. You know what I'm saying? Pop yourself a couple of those. You'll feel great in about an hour or two. So go ahead on and invest. That's the answer? Try, easy try to tell you. Easy, yes, sir. My dog. Theraflu. Man, some the, the New York Knicks give us something every day to talk about. So Spike Lee, they tried to kick the boy Spike Lee out the garden. Or they didn't want to let him. They didn't want to let my man use his regular entrance. They had a they had a policy change and wanted him to use a different entrance. We're gonna talk Spike Lee and the Knicks. The Heat have beat the Milwaukee Bucks twice now this year. The Milwaukee Bucks are zero two against the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler and the boys. Had they figured out the the blueprint? And spoiler alert: they watched the tape from the Raptors last year. We're gonna talk about that. NFL draft. The least, what NFL franchise would you want to play for the least? We're going to talk about that. I want to know if some of these. The Bears. <laughs> I want to know if some of, these, some of these points are being overblown. Is Tua's injury concern being overblown? Is Jordan Love being overhyped? This guy's flying up the draft charts, OD. He, they're, they're talking about he could be a top 10 pick right now. Yeah. Um. Then other other storylines that that break off of that. Waiting for Brady. Maybe if he goes somewhere, that could change the draft stock. We'll talk about that. Segment two. We're gonna move over to some hot takes. The hottest take on me and Nick's brain. We're gonna let it fly. Give it to y'all. Let y'all make fun of it. Let y'all pick it apart. If there's any validity to it, we're gonna go on that. We'll close it. Segment three. Three piece spicy questions. Extra biscuit. We're talking top 25, under 25 in the NBA. If you can see a rematch in any sport, what would it be? And then we'll leave the last question on ice for the segment. Big Nick the Quick got some shout-outs for some folks he wants to Yep, actually, three three things I've seen this week. You know what I'm saying? Best things I've seen this week so far. Number one, shout-out to Nia Dennis, UCLA Gymnastics. Did you see that? No. Oh, my God. You didn't see the girl who did the floor routine to the Beyonce Live? She no. got 9.975 9, 9. on her floor routine. It's crazy. No. How have you not seen this? No, I didn't see that. Oh, I need to send you this. Yeah, send me that. So, shout out Nia Dennis, UCLA gymnast. I think she's a senior. Um, They were doing, like, I think it was the Pac-12 finals. And she did her all-around floor routine to um, Beyonce's, you know, that live concert album that she put out last year or whatever. And just, like, absolutely killed it. Like, absolutely killed it. Um, you know, it was, like, part gymnastics, like, part dance routine. Um, and she just absolutely killed it. So I just wanted to give her a quick shout-out. Also, this came out today. Shout-out my boy Snacks from Jackson State. Did you see that? No. 
Bro, where you been? <laughs> Jackson. So Jackson, Jackson State, uh, their basketball team, they have a manager who's like six foot, 300. And this guy's got to be like 315 pounds. Like he's a shorter, big, like fat dude who they call snacks. So yesterday in the game, they're up like 30 and they put him in. Like this dude comes in. Like you should look it up right now as I'm telling you about it. Yeah, um, so you can see it because you have to visualize it. You got to see what I'm talking about. He comes in the game. Um, it's one of those things where, like, you know, obviously the season's winding down. This guy's a senior. Oh, shit. Number they 35. Threw him in the, game. the announcers are going crazy. Like, oh, like, Snacks is in. Snacks is in. And then he swacks a three. And it's, it's, it's probably one of the greatest things that I've ever seen. Um, and I was just rolling when I saw it. So definitely check that out. But shout out Snacks, man. Oh. Yeah, you see my off man? The, off the fast break. <laughs> that's Snacks. <laughs> <laughs> that's Snacks. So that's what they call him, too. Um, so shout out Snacks. He man. was on the squad? Bro, he's on the – well, when you look it up, they say he's the manager, but he's also a point guard. So I don't know what – I don't know what I think – Yeah, that's Snacks. That's what's up. I love yeah. it. <laughs> well, shout, out, shout out my man Snacks. Yeah, And then snacks. third thing is uh, shout out Rizzo yesterday. Tony during Rizzo. The spring chief, Tony Rizzo during the spring training game against the Angels. Um, you see they had him like mic'd up. So he pretty much had a direct line into Mendoza and whoever else was in the booth with her yesterday where, you know, they would be able to ask him questions during his at-bats. I think Bryant had the same thing. And when Rizzo was up, he was like, yeah, man, I'm trying to figure out uh, trying to figure out what this pitch is, man. I'm not 100% sure. He goes, I think he says along the lines of, somebody bang for me. Yeah, he said that. And, like, broadcast went quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I saw that. I was actually watching I was watching that. it live, too. Yeah. And I was, for whatever reason, I was watching the game, and I, I was weak. He was like, like he I hasn't, thought that was great. He was like, he hasn't thrown me a fastball all day. I've been trying to yeah. get a fastball. Let me see. Uh, let me see what he's going to throw me. I wish I knew what was coming. I wish he said, somebody bang for me. Somebody bang for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the announcers went completely dead. Yeah, com- no, no one even touched it. I wish they would have like, embraced no one, it. I wish they, I would have touched it. I wish they uh, would have embraced it. Yeah, but those are my three shout-outs, man. Nia Dennis, who absolutely killed that uh, that floor routine. Like, you really got to check that out. Um, snacks, you know, coming in. What a moment. And then uh, Rizzo. Rizzo with the shade to the Astros. I'm, I'm actually excited to see how this Astros thing is handled all year. Because everybody's so mad. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to be so hot for them everywhere they go. Absolutely. It's going to be, that's, yep. yeah, that's going to be a storyline to watch all year. All year. How about those Knicks? How about those Knickerbockers? What's up with these guys, man? I don't understand it, man. Uh, you know, obviously, that, that, that was crazy to begin with. There's been a lot of stuff going on with them, with the Oakley situation and all that. And then that happens last night. I, I'll let you give the backstory, and then I'll kind of give my opinion on it. The story is Spike Lee was on, first off, we obviously know who Spike Lee is, number one Knicks fan in the world, season ticket holder for 28 years. He was talking about how he got in line. As soon as they got uh, the number one pick to, to pick Patrick Hewitt, he was ready to go. He was going to get his season tickets. But when you think New York Knicks, you think Spike Lee. And when you think about Spike Lee, you think New York Knicks. I think you think New York Knicks, when you say Spike Lee, even before you think of some of his movies. When I hear Spike Lee, the first thing I think of is the first thing I think of is him in the Knicks jersey at the Knicks game. I mean, that's just what I think of. Obviously he has some great the the Lakers when you think of Jack Nicholson? Hey man, listen. Yeah, I do actually. He won he won an Academy Award for Black Klansman. When you hear Spike Lee, do you think about Black Klansman first? He won an Academy Award. 
I honestly think about I'm what, not boys no, no bullshit. I think about do the right thing. Yeah, do the right thing. That's Just because I mean. it's like a pivotal movie of my childhood. But I see what you mean. Like, yeah, I, obviously Spike Lee, the Knicks fan. He's synonymous like, with yeah. the Knicks, right? Yeah, yeah. So, according to Spike, these are his words, and I'll, and, and I'll add the audio for, for some folks to listen that didn't hear the clip this morning on first take. He said he got to Madison Square Garden, and he uses in the the an entrance and an exit for the last 20 plus years he comes in the stadium the same way he leaves the stadium the same way he pulled up to the 33rd street madison square garden employee entrance he got there he got on he, he scanned his ticket to go up he got to the elevator and they said actually spike you need to go out of the building and go around the 31st street take that entrance I guess that's the VIP entrance. You need to start going through there. There's been a policy change. You can no longer come through this door. Wait, wait, wait. I think you should you should be careful how you word that because you said first, like, hey, we need to take you upstairs and have you go back out. Then you said it like they told him, hey, going forward. And I think that's where, like, the miscommunication was, right? Well, no, they initially, very easily no, no, no. Said, initially, yeah. but initially... They scanned his ticket, he got on the elevator, and they right. told him that he had to get off, and he's like, I'm not getting off. Right. Yeah. So then they sent the elevator up to the fifth floor where Madison Square. If you've never been to the garden, you walk in, you have to walk up a bunch of stairs so you get to the actual floor of where Madison Square Garden is. Okay. So when you get in the elevator, I mean, I've never been in the elevator to go. I walk up the escalator, or when I, when I went, the handful of times I've been there, you like walk up escalators and stairs to get up to the, to the concourse area. But right. when you're a VIP or an employee, you get to take an elevator. Yep. He gets in the elevator, and they tell him that he has to come out of the elevator. He then says, I'm not coming out of the elevator. Send me up to the, to the fifth floor where the, where, where the floor is, and I'm going to go to my seats. He then gets out at the fifth floor, and then there's security waiting for him, and that's when that, that's when that footage comes from. The, right. the, the doors open, there's security there. He's been using that entrance 20 plus years, according to him. He always goes in that entrance and always goes out the, the, a, different, a different exit when he leaves. Security starts giving him a hard time, tells him there's been a policy change. He needs to go around to another exit, another entrance. He essentially is not having it, and that's where, we are. That, that's where we're at. Dolan comes to him at halftime, tells him, hey, this is the entrance you need to start using. It's ridiculous. You know what? You know what the Knicks and Dolan's biggest problem is. This guy is a, a trust fund baby that was given the Knicks. He has no communication skills. He has no people skills whatsoever, and just does what he wants and thinks he doesn't have to talk to anybody and communicate. And I own the team. I'm going to do it this way. I don't need to. I don't give a fuck if it's Spike Lee, Allen Houston. Uh, Oakley, whoever else, I don't need to tell them anything. I own the team. I run this shit. I'm gonna do what I want to do, and I'm gonna release press. Co- I'm gonna release statements behind the New York Knicks PR Twitter, and I'm gonna just say whatever I want. It's he's out of control. He's disrespectful. He has no respect for anyone other than himself and and, and his interests. Period. Point blank. All you have to do before you before you embarrass Spike because. This is all about embarrassing people. And yep. it's, it's, it's all about trying to make people look stupid. 
it's a show of power, like you said. It's my exactly. I can, get, it's, I can get anybody removed that I want. Exactly. Period. Yeah. Point blank. Yep. All you have to do in situations like this, and 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 just like in any any situation where someone has power, it almost like they can't process the situation. All security or Dolan, or and 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 I get security's in a tough spot because they have bosses who are telling them what to do. Yeah, but whoever has the power, all they need to do is come down or radio down and say, "Hey." Spike, obviously let him in, but let make it clear to him that from now on, going forward, you have to use the other entrance. Right. That's all you have to do. That's all you had to do. That's all you have to do. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying stop him and tell him that, like hold him and then tell him that. Tell him on the way to the seat. Let him walk in and do his regular entrance, and as you're walking, be like, hey, Spike, coming from upstairs, you can't use this entrance anymore. So the next time you come in here, they're going to they're gonna give you a hard time. Right, and to your point, it's about, it's about communication, right? It, it, that's, that's the easy way to do it. Like, he comes in there, okay, cool, let you through, it's all good, you know, just like it seemed like they are already on their way to doing. And then you just tell them, hey, man, next time you go through this way, this is how you get there. You need to help with the parking, you know, whatever it is, we'll have it all ready for you, and you go right up to your seats. But to have to stop him, right, cause a whole scene in the concourse, tell him that he has to go outside, walk all the way around, and pretty much walk back in through the general entrance, that's crazy. He's not doing right? that. Not to, not to mention, man, like, like the issue with the Knicks is it's like PR nightmare after PR nightmare after, like, the wrong way to handle thing, like, back to back to back to back. Like, they have no idea... It's almost like they don't care how they're perceived. You know what I mean? Like, they don't care what the narrative is out there of them. And, and it's just like, it never ends, man. Like, you can't you can't do this to, like, your biggest fan. You can't do this to Knicks legends. You know what I mean? You can't throw fans out the stadium because they tell you to sell the team. Guess what? Like, y'all haven't been to the playoffs in forever. You haven't won a championship since the 70s. You know what I mean? People are upset. You're a crown to, supposed to be, you know, one of the crown jewel franchises of the NBA, which to me is a lot of bullshit. You know, we, we can get into that in a whole other thing, but a team that hasn't won a championship since the 70s is not a crown jewel of anything. The crown jewel of the NBA is the Los Angeles Lakers, and it's not up for debate, right? So, you know, I guess because the playing in New York, obviously they have all that, that hoopla, but, man, like it's just another bad look for this organization. If you're a free agent, why would you ever want to go play for this guy? Like seriously, like why would you ever want to go play for this guy? You think the rest of the league doesn't see this? Like, come on, man. This is how he's treating the fans. This is how he's treating people that he's not paying. Like, come on, man. Why would you ever go play for them? It's clownish. It's a clown show over there. I'm happy I'm not a Knicks fan. That's that's the worst situation than the Bulls. You know, we talked about, like, what situations would I rather not be in? Like, the Knicks might be the only situation in the league that's worse than the Bulls. It's absolutely worse than the Bulls. Which is a disaster for the NBA. But, yeah, the Bulls um, and the Knicks being yeah, the laughing stock yeah. of the league is super whack. Two of your major franchises, yeah, but yeah, man, like he, he's a child. Like the things that he does are childish. You know what I mean? It's he could have easily, like easily sent the message down to whoever it is that handles Spike at the Garden, because obviously there's someone at the Garden that Spike communicates through, and be like, "Look, this is the deal," or tell him before the game if you know that he uses that entrance, right? Like tell him before the game. Yo, his whole point was nobody told me. How about yeah? His whole point was no one told me. How about you tell him a couple weeks prior? Yeah. Well, hey, he said he had just used it on Wednesday. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. The last like, day you could use this entrance is March 1st, 2020. 
Tell him yeah. that February first. Yep. Don't don't tell him that the day of the game. What and type again, of, it's not like you don't know he uses it. What type of shit is that? Right. And listen, and all these other clowns on Twitter saying, "Oh, it's uh, Spike complaining about having to go through the the entrance like a regular person." Yo, look, I, I that is my that's my biggest pet peeve of a narrative. It's because look. This is the United States of America. We're not all equal. Some people get special treatment. All <laughs> yeah, right? Spike Lee's just not this on the is, same level as me. You're not on the same <laughs> yeah. level as Spike Lee, right? So, yeah, he gets to use a different entrance. All right? So, it, it, when you start making films that win Academy Awards and you start sitting courtside for 30 years in a row. Spending $300,000 a spending year. Spending $300,000 a year on a pair of tickets. Then your goofy ass can go in a different entrance too. Until yep. then, yeah, Spike has different access than you do. That that narrative, when people say that to me, it I, I it really boggles my mind. Like, do you live in the United States? Where are you from? Are you f- part of the, the human society? We don't all get treated the same. We're not on. There's different levels to this shit. Period. That's just how it is. So, like, yeah, he gets to use a different entrance. You jag off. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. People I mean, like, it, oh, it sounds it's like Spike's complaining. Look, it sounds like Spike's complaining. It's such a bad look. At least, like, the Oak thing, like, I mean, Oak might have been wilding out. Like, we know Oak's kind of a wild guy, but even the way you handled it is crazy, banning him for life. But, like, this is Spike Lee, man. Like, he supported that team no matter what. It seems like, and, I, and now, and when I think about it, yeah, he doesn't come out and bash Do- Dolan. If anybody could come out and bash Dolan as someone who's been watching the team the last 30 years, but he doesn't. I feel like he keeps his mouth shut, supports the team, and spends an awful lot of money to go there. Um, but that's just one of those things that, you know, you play in New York. He, he owns a team in New York, so he doesn't give a fuck, man. He's going to make money regardless. And he's like, I, this is my team. I own the biggest franchise. Someone else will spend 300000 on those tickets if you won't, so fuck off. That's exactly um, right. But that's not how you treat people. But, you know, I thought it was interesting when they brought up a first take. Do you think they're trying to rewrite the history, you know, because they're bringing in all these new branding people and trying to change the image of the Knicks? Are they trying to change it without you? You know, is this their way of telling Spike, like, hey, man, you're not welcome here anymore? Um, man, get the so fuck you, out you know, of here. But, like, yeah, but Steve Stout is. Like, come on, man. The whole thing is clownish, Look, bro. And this the- is the two weeks after the Steve Stout thing. You can't. The Knicks, I don't think anyone's talking about the Knicks basketball at all this year. It's just been disaster after disaster after disaster off the court in the stands bullshit all revolved around Dolan. I feel like Silver like almost needs to step in and holler at this guy and be like, hey man, like if I'm the rest of the league's owners, I'm like, yo, this guy's a clown. You know what I mean? Like he's a clown. Right. A fucking cl- a clown. Here's the statement from the Knicks PR. This is a statement from the New York Knicks. First off, the the <laughs> the statement from the New York Knicks looks like someone just pulled up Microsoft Word and just typed out. Yeah, what is Claris Works? Clear- <laughs> <laughs> they just pulled up uh, just artwork on uh, on, yeah. on their map. Clip art, clip art, clip art, and just yeah. and just started typing shit and then put a little Knicks logo at the top. But anyway. Statement from the New York Knicks. The idea that Spike Lee is a victim because we have reportedly asked him to not use our employee entrance and instead use a dedicated VIP entrance, which is used by every other celebrity who enters the garden, is laughable. It's disappointing that Spike would create this false controversy to perpetuate drama. He is welcome to come to the garden anytime via the VIP or general entrance, just not through our employee entrance, which is what he and Jim agreed to last night when they shook hands. 
He said it's laughable in a press release. This is pressable. And look, look, and then that tweet has two pictures, two photos on it. One of the entrance with like, like blatantly stating who can come in and who can't. Says like employee, media, and something else on it. And then it shows him and Spike shaking hands. What's I, I mean? I don't. Why doesn't James Dolan just come, you know how Donald Trump tweets and he just like he yeah, doesn't, he, hey you know how he, you know how he doesn't use the uh the presidential handle he just yeah, stays nah, on yeah, his shit yeah, he, Twitter, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just keeps his own Twitter he just he yeah. just James Dolan just write just you make a Twitter my nigga and write whatever you want on Twitter <laughs> under at James Dolan and stop hiding behind the Knicks PR Twitter yeah. It, it, it's 100%. almost it's almost like as bad as you're making the 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 organization look already. You're you're speaking out like through the New York Knicks logo instead of your face and the owner, and it almost looks like. Do you know what I'm saying? It's it's yeah, 100%. For, for someone that's not. It makes the organization savvy. continue to look terrible. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole organization is saying that it's laughable, and everybody that works there. And right. PR right. person who isn't getting that message from Dolan came up with their that on their own. Right, and they're all sitting around some table like, "Oh, this is hilarious!" Like, what's wrong with Spike? Yeah, right. It you makes it I mean? yeah. Like it makes clear, it, that's clear. That's Dolan's word. That's clearly Dolan literally pulled yeah. up the clip art and wrote that, and then sent it to the PR and said, "Put this out." Yeah, this so, this guy is this guy is incredible. Like like Donald Trump tweets off his own shit and, and yeah. doesn't use the president handle. You use James, the James Dolan account and don't use the Knicks PR handle when you got to say goofy shit like this about people that, yo, as much as the Knicks have given, you know, Spike Lee pub, he's on T. Hey, and now listen, he gets a lot of pub being in those seats. And every time there's a game, he's on TV. He's always talked about, like, the, the, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of pub being given to Spike Lee by being, being in those seats and being in those seats 20 plus years. But just sure. as much pub as the... Knicks give Spike Lee. Spike Lee gives a lot of pub to the Knicks, man. Absolutely. They're they're talked about and, and brought up, and he's always wearing Knicks hats at, at all types of events and all types of shit. Like he's the Knicks. He is the yeah. Knicks. And and what other celebrity is pushing for the Knicks like that? Like you look at a Lakers game. There's multiple celebrities that are always there. Like who, who's going to a Knicks game right now? You know what I mean? Like I understand people are going. It's in New York. I get it. It's the Garden. People are always going to go there. But you know they don't have like those fixtures like that. Like Spike is the fixture at the Knicks game, even when they're going 17 and 65. You know what I mean? So yeah, hundred percent. It's a joke of an organization, man. They hire a new coach every six months. You know what I mean? They, 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 they had Phil Jackson, the team president position. They traded Christos Porzingis for absolutely nothing. Like it's just a joke. Everybody wants to get out there, out of there. They blame their entire failure on Melo. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing is just a joke, man. It's, it's truly, a joke. Hey, it's, it's truly a joke. But but I, I, I I'm gonna say this: the the interview on first take today, I was cracking up. Dog. That was great. <laughs> Spike was hot. He's like, I wasn't even gonna say nothing. <laughs> I was gonna go home. <laughs> he, said, he said, then I got home, and my son wrote me what they said. I said, uh, uh-uh, I'm not going for that. <laughs> I'm not going for that. Yo, <laughs> if you didn't watch, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna drop. I already dropped some of the audio. Hopefully, I've recorded it and put it in there. But you need to go. Watch the interview from Spike Lee today on First Take. It was absolute comedy. The, the, he was he's fed up, dog. Hey, and listen, if y'all wonder why Spike why ESPN is paying Stephen A. Smith ten million dollars a year. 
because that happens on Monday night and Steve has Spike in the building on Tuesday morning. That's a great point. That's the call that was made. No way fans are butts about it. That's the call that was made. Stephen A was like, okay, I know Spike. Yeah, I'll call him right now. We need you. We need you in. Yeah, I got you. That's actually a great point. I mean, we yeah. don't obviously we can't. That's we don't know that for a fact, but that, that makes sense. Yeah, that would make sense. That's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. Let's get the guy on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Twitter, Twitter buzzing. Let's get the guy. Yeah, on. I promote. I promote your last three movies. Yeah, come on, man. He was in New this. York. Yeah, pull up. Yeah, like and that episode got big views. So yeah, and he want and he probably wanted to get that shit off his chest anyway. He's like, yeah, yeah of course. Pull up. Yeah, he's hey. been quiet. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna hey. go over there and talk to them. Put it like this. He didn't pull up to get up. Yeah. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. yeah. He definitely didn't pull up to get up. You feel what I'm saying? He do pulled you up the first feel, Do you feel, where are you on Molly Karam? I like her. I think you she, like her? I, I do too. I think I she, like does, she gets a lot of shit, but I like her. I think she does a really good job keeping those dudes in line. I think yep. um, she's, I think when, <laughs> and, and like you said, when Greenberg was out on Get Up, when someone else isn't there, you notice right away. Oh my God, it's terrible. Yeah, so no, they, had Jay, they had Jay Williams hosting Get Up, and it was awful. Yeah, dude. So she does her job really well. She she's there to she's there to mediate. Um, I think she does a lot more than mediate, and that's what pisses some people off because she she definitely gives her opinion. Um, but I like her, man. I think she, yeah, I, yeah, I like no, her. No, I mean she's and, she's there, to and keep she's married to the icon, and she, she's married to the icon. Yeah, the best lineup in history. <laughs> the best lineup in history, bro. <laughs> He's never hey. He's never had a bad lineup. Yeah, Jalen Rose has the, hey. the the cleanest lineup I've ever oh. seen, and he's never missed a beat ever. I'm gonna go ahead and say from like 18 on, Jalen Rose probably might have the, one of the best lives ever. Like, dude has just had a, a a one life. You know what I mean? Like, he was a good NBA player, but never great. But always like super popular. Like everybody shows Jalen Rose love. Nobody has a bad thing away to say from him. Walked into like an awesome media career after playing the league forever. You know what I mean? Just paid a ton he, of money by ESPN. It didn't have to be like that though. He he yeah. he played his cards very very 100%. well. Oh yeah, he shout never out to got him. he never got in trouble because there was a yep. stretch where he was kind of seen as like this bad boy, right? Right. No, all those yeah, all those Fab Five dudes. But you know, yeah. I mean, he, he, he just he just played it. hundred percent. He played his cards hundred percent right. He played like, his and cards this job right. is cushy with ESPN. Yeah, and hey, and I'll keep it one hundred. He did enough code switching where he didn't come off as like this clown black dude but he yep. he, he still kept it 100 at the same exactly. time exactly yeah you know what I'm saying? He, he can move in any room yeah he can I move feel like in he's any one of those people that like no one has anything bad to say about jalen rose like espn will never get rid of him because they'd be like why would you ever get rid of jalen rose you know what i mean like well he's a he's just he's a he's a good he's a cool dude he's a very cool dude and he's one of those Listen, there's certain black dudes that the well, big networks aren't going to have on, and he's, he doesn't fall in that territory. He doesn't fall into that. And you know he's got, I mean, yeah, it just it, from experience perspective, like, yeah, dude knows everybody and has done everything, and, like, that shit is all. But I'm going to tell you this. Whatever we got to do to get Paul Pierce off the air. Terrible. And, and Perk. Bro, Perk is Perk is, Perk is, Perk is terrible, bro. Perk is not as bad as Pierce. Well, he doesn't know anything about basketball. Perk, Perk just says what, what he feels and like, no, I'm from the country and that's how it's <laughs> yeah. going to be. Perk, yeah, Perk is, yeah. <laughs> you can't understand what but, he said. But yeah, Paul Pierce is terrible. Oh See, my Paul, God, Pierce, Paul Pierce is Paul awful. Paul Pierce is the biggest hater on the face of earth, number one. And number, he just says outlandish shit. He, I, I just think he carries that that feeling of that he no one no one shows him enough love. I think too. And, but you know that what? Though, Paul, Paul, Paul Pierce was a bucket. 
He oh, the, her, the herky what? jerky unathletic bucket. I've never seen buckets like that. Oh my god, the slow mo bucket. The slow mo bucket. Like he would kill him in the fourth. Slow mo bucket. Absolutely kill you with the slow mo. Would bucket. get whatever he wanted, and he Anytime. was one of, Yo, he's one of those guys when he pulled up, it looked like to him. And he never knew if it was going in or not. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? He yeah. would like stand yeah. there and like look like he was praying that it would go in, and he'd go in, and he, then he'd get back down court. You know what sloppy, I'm saying? Sloppy body, ugly motherfucker, man. Yeah, dude, terrible. Can't grow a beard, ass motherfucker <laughs> either. Like, but oh, buckets. Man, bucket, buckets, bucket. Yeah, absolutely. So, yo, communicate with your people. Dude, like he just thinks he's the biggest guy in the world. I mean, I already gave you my my rant on it, but yo, you treat the. He's been loyal to your franchise and done nothing but show you guys support and love. At the first off, and if I'm running shit, he could use whatever entrance he wants. If Spike wanted to fall from the middle of the floor, he could come in like that if he wanted to. Whatever, right? Yeah. So like, okay, fine. You want to change the policy? Let him know ahead of time so he doesn't look like an idiot. Because right, it's the, the embarrassing people. Because shit. the flip side is, he has to walk out, and it looks like he's like. Then it looks like Spike can't get access to the guard, and he's walking around outside and shit. So like, that's what it's about, man. Just talk to, let him know what he's got to do. This shit's clown. It's clown, 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 clown cornball behavior, bro. Well, there's no Absolutely. reason it'll ever change. There's no reason he's gonna change. So. Yeah, why? Well, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. and and I'm telling you, that's what he thinks in his head. He's like, yeah. I own the team. My yeah. daddy gave me the team, and he, he has that entitlement on top of it owning the squad. You get what I'm saying? He's been. Well, doesn't he own the Rangers? Doesn't he own the Rangers too? Uh, I don't know for a fact. I think because I think he owns Cablevision, and Cablevision or whatever it's called owns the Knicks they and own, the Rangers, and they own the Garden. Don't I'm pretty sure he. Too? I'm pretty sure he owns the Rangers too. Whatever, bro. I don't. I'll double don't, check that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it's just like, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I imagine their franchise isn't that great either. So. He's been entitled his whole life. Then he gets more and more power as obviously he gets more and more stuff from his dad, and now he's starting to get older. And you know, once you get yeah, older, you it. can't. You can't even tell me shit anyway. So now he's already getting older. He just doesn't give a fuck about anybody but himself or the people super, super close to him. And if you want to disrespect me in any sort of way, and if I say something you don't want to do it, then get out. Yep. It's ridiculous. So whatever. I I I wish the Knicks were good for a lot of New York people and their, and their fans and the real folks, the real yeah, It'd be lovers, fun. But fuck James. It'd be fun. He's yeah. corny. It'd be, it'd be a lot of fun to see the Knicks be good, but it is what it is, man. The Miami Heat beat the Milwaukee Bucks 105-89 last night. They're now 2-0 against the Milwaukee Bucks. I'll get straight to it quick. Are, are, are they a real threat in the East uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks? I think uh, no. Are they, are they the number one threat? No. Why not? Uh, no, I still think Boston is. I still think Boston's best game is is the second best in the East. Um, but I will say this, man. Miami is well coached. We know that Spo is a defensive genius, and um, kind of like you said earlier in the preview, like he he followed that Toronto blueprint on how to guard Giannis. Like, yo, you got to put all the attention has to go towards Giannis, man. You got to put that wall up in front of him. Like, they obviously it goes without saying they go as he goes. But if you make it tough for him, which is obviously easier said than done, that's the only way you're going to give yourself a chance against that team. And again, Spoh's a great defensive coach. So, but I, I just don't know if they have the horses. Giannis scored 13 points last night. 
Yeah. Well, he was he was six of eighteen, oh four from three. Tough. Now Chris Middleton also went four for sixteen. That cannot happen. <laughs> Who'd you say he looked like? He's uh he's the super from uh <laughs> Chris Middleton is the super from uh, I can't remember the show. The PJs. Uh, the PJs, yeah, he's the super from the PJs. He's just like Chris Middleton. He's there identical. Um I'm gonna tell you this, Chris Middleton, if Giannis gets a wall like that, that means you're getting big time open looks. You can't go four for sixteen. You can't, can't go it. you can't go two of ten from three. Um to answer the question I laid out. But I do like that he took ten threes. Yeah. Right? Like Fire. he was aggressive, right? Like you gotta like that he was aggressive. He just had an off night. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you this. People like to, this is a good talking point. They're now 0-2. Is Miami the team to beat? Like, no, not yet. No, not quite. (laughs) Do the Milwaukee Bucks still have a 30% chance to win 70 games? Yeah, they do. So, no, Miami is not the team to beat in the East um, they might give them a little trouble. I don't think they beat them in a seven-game series. But I will say this. I watched the extended highlights of the game. I didn't watch the game live. I was watching uh, – I watched – I actually watched Duke, and then I watched Baylor. Baylor-Texas Tech last night was rocking. That was, I have not oh my touched God. a minute of college basketball this year. That was some of the best college hoops I've seen all year for sure. Wow. It was really, really fun to watch. Um. Put it like this. I had no plans on watching it, and I was flipping back and forth, and I stayed because it was just up and down. You know what I mean? Right. You caught it at the right time. Right, right, right. You. I just kind of caught me. I was just chilling. I watched it the whole way. Yep. Um, them throwing, it was, I mean, Spolstra threw on the tape from the Raptors and said, this is what we have to do against Giannis. It was the wall. if he got the ball anywhere, if he brought it up or he or he got it at the at the top of the key, and he took any type of motion towards the basket, four people yeah, showed up. Four people were there. Yep. Four people showed up with uh with Adebayo leading the way. I love Adebayo, dude. He's great, man. He's fucking great. Fourteen and he had fourteen and thirteen last night. Five assists, three blocks. Hey, great D. Hey, one personal foul. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy for a big that you, plays D. You gotta one think foul. about that, bro. Yeah, that that's how you know he's playing a clean game. If you got to deal, he played thirty seven minutes, had one foul. If you got to deal with Giannis the whole game and you have one foul, that's crazy. You're you're playing a clean ass basketball game. Absolutely. So Spolstra threw the tape on, and it, it, hey, man. It does make me nervous because Toronto locked up. Giannis struggled that whole series. Can can, can Bam Adebayo play a little Kawhi Leonard and, and, and kind of give him trouble and, and with, yeah. with the help? See, see, I think that's the stretch right there. Like, look, Kawhi Leonard is one of the greatest perimeter defensive players ever. Like, not in the league, not recently, ever. You know what I mean? Like, when he is locked in on D, like, the claw is something else. So, I think it's a bit of a stretch to say that you can replicate that over a seven-game series. Especially with Miami, if you look at them, they're 13-18 and on the road. So, they're another one of those Eastern Conference teams that's just absolutely terrible on the road. Yeah, they are. Um, And if you want to beat Milwaukee, you're going to have to beat them on the road. 
And I think that's the biggest issue that teams are going to run into because all these teams in the East are awful, awful on the road. Uh, I guess Boston will be the best, and they're 18 and 12, so they're solid on the road. But yeah, Miami 13 and 18, Milwaukee's 27 and 3 at home. You know what I mean? So I, I just think that, again, kind of like what we talked about last week, I, I, I think we're just bored and looking for something else to talk about. And it's trying a, to find it's a, a talking reason. point. Yeah. It's a talking point, man. It's just like the Niners shit, like, oh, is Garoppolo able to do it? I don't know. These boys are like 14 and 2. So yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so yeah, I think it's the same thing with Milwaukee. It's almost like a fatigue. Because, again, they still have the most historic point differential in NBA history. Yeah, I mean. So they are literally smacking people up and down the court. I almost tweeted out yesterday, even though Miami was up at the half, I was like, it's all good. By the third quarter, Milwaukee will be up by 25, and we won't need to watch the rest of this game. Right. You, it's, it's, it's so true. You get bored just talking about how good Milwaukee is every week. So when so, when they catch a little bit of flat, bro, they're fifty two and nine. Well, didn't they just break a streak of like eighty straight, hundred point games too last on Saturday or some shit? It was some ridiculous number of how long it's been since they scored under a hundred. Like they're playing at a crazy level, crazy so clip. It's like a crazy level, and uh, but yeah, there is some concern with the fact that if Giannis gets hurt, or I'm sorry, not if Giannis gets hurt, but if you wall off Giannis, these other guys aren't necessarily scary. Like Middleton's a multi-time All-Star. Middleton doesn't you... scare me at all. But he's not scary. No one is scared of Chris Middleton. So, yeah, I think like uh, I don't know, man. It'll I, be I, interesting. I, think I might mean, be overthinking it. Yeah, I mean, they lost. It's not like they'll listen. And 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 I'm not a math guy, but two two games is not a big sample size anyway. You feel me? No. They lost yeah. two games. It's not like they're like two and ten against these yeah, guys or something. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's fifty two and nine. It's a talking point, but hey, and the Heat are a good team at home. So it's not like they lost to, they're not they're losing to, they're twenty six and four at home, Miami. Yeah. So it's not like they lost to some bums a couple of times. Like they don't Miami's lose Miami's great at home. Yeah, they yeah. don't lose at home. So Well, you know what that is too. What? Teams go in there and play in Miami. You get in there the night oh, before. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to play in Miami. <laughs> you ain't sitting in your hotel yeah, room. Yeah, it is tough when you, when, when no, when you go out with no limit hero. And, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. You're not in the hotel yeah, room. You're not, you're not in Miami. You're not exactly you're gonna, waiting to yeah. play. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're at Prime 112. You're going to do a little South Beach. You're going to see what's up. You know what I'm saying? You might go get yourself a cafe. I feel like or everybody, like that. Uh, gee, if, you're, if you're a single guy in the league, that's one stop where everyone's got a joint. Exactly. Like I got a oh, yeah. joint. A couple joints. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, a couple you joints. got a joint. You if even if, hey. you, if even if you're not even that type of dude in LA, you got you probably got a joint. In so Miami, you story. got a joint. In New York, you probably got a joint. You know what I'm funny like, story, right? Everybody knows I used to work within the cell phone business, um, and I used to work in Deerfield when the Bulls training facility was in Deerfield. So I'm not gonna give away any names or anything, but there was this one player that used to come in all the time, like. I was real cool with them. Um, veteran, right? Veteran in the league. Um, so one day he's having me transfer stuff out of his phones, right? And he brought in <laughs> he brought in he brought in his second phone, right? And he's like, yo, I need you to move the numbers from the second phone onto the first phone, yada yada yada, right? So it's like an old school phone, so you kind of had to go through them. Right. Dog, the Rolodex on the phone, Stupid. this was like his his trap phone. Yeah. 
all it would be would be a girl's name and then the city next to it. Yeah. So it'd be like Jennifer OKC. Like, it, it was like, and this was a this was an NBA bet. I'm talking like 15, 16 years in the league type. Dude. Right. No superstar um, so type cat. Rolodex was strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Many road trips, but like, bro, maybe had like 500 numbers in this, and it was just different chicks in different cities that he'd be like, "Yo, we're there then." Okay, I'll meet you at two. Then right. I gotta take my nap, and I'm just like, man, that's a hell of a life, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, because you always thought knew about it, but I had never seen nothing like that. But like, literally, bro, 500 numbers, just like, boom, this chick, that city, yeah. enjoying it each town, like Salt Lake City. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. And this is pre-social media for him most of his career. So I know nowadays it's, it's, it's way crazier. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's how you, yeah, it's got it. Got to be OD. Yeah. 100%. That's yeah. a good story. I'll, I'll tell you who afterwards, remind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got I got someone in mind, but who knows who if it's him. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll let you know. But yeah, so it's a talking point. The Milwaukee Bucks are still the best team in the East. I'm ready for the playoffs, bro. I don't know about you. I'm ready. Yeah. They could they could cancel these last ten games. Absolutely. And uh, I'm ready to go. They canceled the whole first round, really. Well, no, we got to see if Zion can make uh, his little playoff push. Are you talking about the rookie of the year? He got locked. No, no, no. Yo, no. I'm telling you, y'all keep saying that shit. Let this boy get the eight. And and the media attention that's gonna come with it, and he keeps and he keeps going head to head with LeBron, man. And Bro, and, 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 and Jaws giving you a strong eighty two right now. That hey, team has no business in the playoffs. And the Grizzlies keep keep. I mean, they they won last night. They had a good game last night, but he keeps going down the going down the ramp. It could, I mean, listen, I think Jaws gonna win it, but yeah. he's gonna have to fight off some uh, some some hype from from all direction to to yeah, lock it feel- in. I just like you know what it, it kind of sucks for Ja that like he was having this great year and getting all that love and now it's just gonna be forgotten by like the Zion explosion because Ja the thing that's crazy about Ja is he's doing it as a point guard you know what I mean and they're winning ball games and I think that that can't yeah, he's be orchestrating the whole thing. he's orchestrating the turnaround absolutely yeah so he's great I love John ja Morant man. yeah I'm with you hundred percent I love where the league is going right now fucking just love it. All right, we're gonna shelf the NFL talk. We'll talk draft and Tua. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of takes on Tua. I want to get off my chest. We're gonna shelf that till next week. Let's get into Nick the Quick's hot take. I actually am excited to hear this. I, I love your takes because they they're usually they're usually they're not as out of control as mine, but they could get pretty egregious. Yeah. Well, this one's gonna surprise you, man. So obviously, um, <laughs> this is gonna surprise you. So I'm not even gonna set it up. I'm just gonna go right with it. I am not interested. Nor would I be interested if I was in a position to sign Tom Brady as my quarterback for the 2020-2021 NFL season. Wow, really? And I love, I love, you know, I love Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's the best quarterback ever to play. I think he's arguably the best football player ever to play. Obviously an all-time great. Um, and I love everything he does. And if we're talking about staying in New England, sign me up. I am all on board. I don't think it'll be a problem if he stays in New England. If they get him some weapons, I think he will have success. I think it will be very hard for Tom Brady as a 42-year-old quarterback to transition to a new system, a new team, a new situation, and elevate them to the Super Bowl like a lot of these teams think that he is going to do. And it pains me to say that. 
But I think a lot of it with these older guys, we've seen it before. A lot of times when you're an older dude, you've been in the same situation forever. You're kind of operating off of comfort. And because you're not dealing with getting used to anything, you're able to just play ball. I think that if you put him in a new situation, whether it be on the Chargers, the Titans, any of these teams that you're looking at, where they're talking about how if they sign Tom Brady, it automatically takes them over the hump. And Tom Brady's the biggest free agent domino to fall. He determines what the rest of these quarterbacks are going to do. I think that that's kind of crazy. I think for the first time in a couple years, or in a few years that I can remember, you have some solid free agent quarterbacks or quarterbacks that might not be free agents but available for trade that are going to be on the market. You know, I look at a Teddy Bridgewater. I look at Tannehill if the Titans don't bring him back. And I'm not saying that Bridgewater and Tannehill are better than Tom Brady, so I don't want that to be my take. But what I'm saying is, like, look, number one, you're really putting a lot on this year, right? Like, Tom Brady is not a two-year option, right? Every year, he's another year older. So you better have a team that is 100% ready to win right now. Because when you look at a Bridgewater or a Tannehill, those guys are a little bit more, obviously, more long-term options. Just like, you know, when they were talking about the Bears taking Rivers, and I know Rivers obviously isn't anywhere near Tom Brady's uh, level of play, but I don't want that. Like, I don't want a 40-plus quarterback coming over to my situation and me thinking that automatically it's just going to get better. I, I just don't think the track record of that going – there's not a track record of that really working. So if I'm some of these other teams, I'm a lot more interested in some of these other quarterbacks. I might even be interested to see what the, uh, the Bucks do with Jameis. You know what I mean? Just to kind of kick my tires on some younger options so I can kind of get some more stability at the position. So you're saying he only has one year left then, not two. You think his second year is, is going to be oh, super I think that's There's no guarantee on that second year. Father time is undefeated. So, like, yeah, I think that, like, we can't expect him to be able to be sipping from this fountain of youth forever, especially, again, in a new situation. In New England, I honestly think he could probably play until he's 44. But I think that when you switch situations, there's other factors that come along with that. There's an unfamiliarity. There's a learning curve. There's getting used to that facility. Where am I getting treatment? Who's the doctor that's looking at me? I mean, even though we know he uses his own doctor, but little stuff like that. You know what I mean? Where, the, where do I park? All that shit is all new. And that gets thing. in the way. It's an adjustment. It's a comfort thing. You've been the same place for 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know exactly where everything is. You said, like, Spike, he just come in the same joint. Come in the same way. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but now you're talking about a whole new arena, a whole new city. You coordinating with the kids, like, on Fridays, how they're – because Giselle never staying in New York, I'm assuming, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't – you know, I, I think that uh, – I think that people are – it's almost like too much of a foregone conclusion for people that, like, it's plug and play with Tom Brady, and it's not. Well, I'm going to tell you, know you this. I, mean? I, I think I, – I hear what you're saying, but I think there's a really good example of it going really well, and that's Peyton Manning. He went to a new situation as an older guy, as a not fully complete guy. He went to a perfect situation with an unreal defense with Von Miller and those boys. The first year, they went to the Super Bowl. They didn't win it. But the next year, they went and won the Super Bowl. That that was a what? That was a how long, how many seasons did he play in Denver? Three, and yeah. and the third he was pretty much he was a, a dead right. Yep. The second season he was dead. Second season he, he was, was dead. dead. He was right. dead the year they won. He was literally he was a corpse yeah. He the was terrible. They, they yeah. won the Super Bowl. Was, he was terrible. Their defense was just at a completely different level. Yeah, and he he did he did enough. But that was 100% a win-now team. Like, that team was stacked. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, But if he can get in a situation like that, th that's proof that 
Hey, man, if, if he can go somewhere and go to the Super Bowl on the first year like Peyton did, I hear what you're saying, but he, he could definitely compete at a very high level if it's the right situation. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not, I'm so you, not. You just, think, you, you just think he should stay. Yeah, man. I, uh, I, I don't know. I think he should do whatever he should do. Right. I don't blame him for leaving, man. I think that's a, that's a, I, I couldn't imagine playing for someone like Belichick for that, that long. Cause I've worked for people before that will never, ever, no matter what you do, tell you that they're doing a good job. And like, we're human beings. Like we all need like reinforcement and shit like that. And I think after like 20 years of dealing with somebody like that, like, yeah, that shit gets annoying. Plus like Tom. Yo, we talked about it with, like, Kyrie and them, man. Like, when you've won, and he's won so much, like, yeah, he can go try to do something else. He's probably curious. Like, yeah, I want to go see what something else is like. So, like, I get it. Um, But I just – I feel like the way that they're talking about it on some of these shows is it's like, yeah, it's going to be all good. Tom Brady's just going to go back to throwing 30 touchdown passes and 4,500 yards. And I'm just like, that's not necessarily going to be the case, man. Like, he is another year older. And I'm the again, I'm the biggest Tom Brady guy in the world. Like I love Tom Brady. You know this, but yeah, I mean, I'm just even as we're talking right now on the TV, it's a Tom Brady montage going on about where he should sign. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I just yeah. I feel like you gotta be one of those teams that's kind of right there at the cusp. And I'd be like, okay, fine, I get it. But who is that? Even for then, you? Is that is there is there I anybody? I don't think there is anybody. That's what I'm saying. For some of these teams, it's like I don't Oh, the Chargers, all the Chargers need is Tom Brady. Really? The Chargers were ass. <laughs> well, dude, year. that's because Phillip Rivers is Eli yeah, Manning. They're still ass. You know what I mean? Like, who else? Uh, the, the Titans? Okay, yeah, maybe. Especially because they don't necessarily need to throw the ball a lot. So, yeah, that might be a good fit. But shit, Tannehill played well for them. You know what I mean? It's almost like Tannehill played well. So why are you like, ooh, let's move off of that? You know what I'm saying? Like, And again, like I, I hate to be arguing against Tom. And I, hope, I hate to make it seem like I'm saying pick Ryan Tannehill over Tom Brady. No, but you but are, almost, though. I am. I'm almost like, at this point, yeah, like, you are, though. But, but <laughs> it pains me, bro. It pains me. And I don't think that Tom Brady's a system quarterback or anything like that, but um, hey, man, I you, just feel like the change Tom, of scenery you thing You put is Tom like, Brady in Tennessee and in that weak-ass division, they win 12 games. Yeah. I mean, as uh, simple as that, in my opinion. Cool. You, you plug yeah. him in, and they add another piece or whatever it is, they win 12 games. I, I don't give a fuck. With, with Houston, the Colts, and who's the other team in the AFC South? Texans. And the Texans. Stop it. Yeah, Bill O'Brien. As long as Bill O'Brien is man in the ship over there. No, no, who there, else? Who else? I'm, I'm missing somebody. The Texans? Oh, uh, the Jaguars. The Jaguars. Stop it, bro. Yeah. Forget about it. Stop. Stop. So I hear you. You saw that he was uh, sitting courtside with uh, Edelman at the Syracuse yeah, game. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah, and Edelman put the heat up on I him. will say this. It, it looked very clear that he was like, I'm not coming back. Yeah. It seemed like that's what he said. So I, I thought he was just like more like, I'm not doing this. Like, you need to chill with that shit. Right. Like, don't put me on the Let spot. Let me watch the game, you jack. Like, come on, dog. But to Gre- Greeny had a good point. He's like, if you're trying to be low-key, like, the last place you go is courtside at a national yeah, televised game. Yeah, I didn't really appreciate it. But at the same time, like, I didn't Tom really Brady can live his life, bro. Yeah, bro. I didn't yeah, really appreciate that comment. Yeah. Like, what do you want this life. guy to do? Like, yeah. he, if he wants to go catch the game, like, go catch the game. Like, yeah, yeah I don't, fuck, I, don't, I didn't like that. So, did you hear the report that him and AB have been in close contact? Gee, he loves AB, bro. I wonder if AB, that feels like an AB type report, though. Like, AB called ESPN, like, hey, uh, you know what I heard? Uh, Man, like, send, <laughs> <laughs> send AB to Tennessee. 
and send Tom yeah. Brady to Tennessee. I don't know if I want Boy. AB on my ball club, man. I think Tom might be able to keep AB in wraps, but I, I mean, I, I, I say that with absolutely no proof of that. I think he signed AB to a, I think he signed AB to a week to week deal. Sad boy to practice to practice. <laughs> practice to practice. Yeah, day to day. <laughs> All right, AB, here's your Thursday contract. Wait, what was what did uh what did Jerry Jones do with Des Bryant? He had like a personal guy stay oh, with him a personal, every day, like chauffeur with Bro, him everywhere. Yeah, this guy needs. Put a police officer with AB. Like if you want to, you want to sign. You got to walk around with this fed. Right. Well, I guess now he's back with his uh, with his baby mama and everything, so everything's cool. Oh, he said he's back good. He's back good, man. You know, <laughs> hey, hey, the Bentley goes. <laughs> the Bentley stays. Bentley stays. But, the Brocos go. The Brocos go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, no. Nah, if AB's coming with, that's a whole different story. Oh, it's a whole different story now. If Absolutely. AB show up. Uh, yeah, AB's coming. Well, AB's point. coming to town. Yeah, if AB's coming to town, that's a whole different story. That's the whole point. Because now you're adding two two players like that. But no, again, I just feel like um, I would be kicking the tires on like Bridgewater. I thought he played really well when uh, when Breeze was gone. Obviously, and he's covered the spread, Teddy. <laughs> he's covered, he's covers covered, like eighty four percent of his games that he plays. In covers his hands. Shit. Covers the spread. Covers the spread. I love it, Teddy. Yep. All right, so what do you got, man? What's your hot take? Um, I w- we're just gonna rock with you. We're running out of time, bro. We okay, we already okay. had an hour. We're gonna try to get to these other questions, but I like that. That's uh, yo, because honestly, no one is saying that. Like, yeah. no one's come out and been like, "Hey, listen, at a thirty million dollar a year clip, I I rather not have time." <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, you know what I mean? How about yeah. I'm good, actually? Yeah. How about I get uh Nick Foles at fifteen, like fifteen million. Or and 13, get, and then sign yeah. three other dudes. Yeah, four or five other guys. <laughs> a, a, a plethora of other yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah. That's that, Again, so if you're right there like the Broncos were that year, absolutely. But if you got to get Tom Brady, this, that, and the third, well, yeah, $30 million from Tom. And he's not coming cheap, too. That's the other thing. Yeah, Tom bro, is he's going to cost you 30, 30 plus million. He's going to cost you $30 million. At least, bro. He might cost yeah. you 35 bro. Yeah, exactly. For real. So yeah, it has to be worth it for Giselle to move. Giselle's like, hey, yeah, look, the man, extra five. I get, is I get a hundred million a year sitting here, so I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the thirties for me, the fives <laughs> yeah. for Giselle. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and play your little football game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> go, ahead, <laughs> go ahead and play your little. Whatever y'all are doing out here, this little game y'all got going on. Yeah, go ahead. y'all I'm, go I'm ahead and here, do that. I'm over here changing, setting trends, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. All right, well, we'll stay tuned on that. That'll be, uh, I mean, that's 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 big news. Tom is Tom. Tom, Tom is, tr- yo, and the reason he's not going back to New England is because he wants to prove guys like you wrong. That's 100% the only reason I think he's not going back. He wants to that's, try some new shit. Hey, if I'm, again, who one of the biggest Tom Brady, non-New England Tom Brady supporters out there, if he wants to take aim, in my opinion, that's great with me, man. I, I will not, I don't, you know what? I won't doubt him. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he'll prove me. I would love if he proved me wrong. I would love if Tom Brady went somewhere and threw 40 touchdown passes next year. So I'm definitely pulling for him. Let's move over. Three-piece spicy, extra biscuit to close the show questions. All right, the first question is, and quick, I'll, I'll, I'll lead the way. The first question is, if you could see any rematch in any sport, what would it be? Game 7, Warriors, Cavs. Um, I I love that game. That's a great I love one. Game, I love Game Seven in the NBA Finals. I think all the stars that you had in that game, obviously the level of play in the fourth quarter, the last few minutes of it, um, it was just extremely high, 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 high level basketball. Just any Game and Seven was, is rocking. 
Yeah, and it was like, you know, just just to see, again, have LeBron um, kind of put on that crowning performance. You know what I mean? I think that that was obviously like the signature signature performance of LeBron's career, in my opinion, just because of everything that it meant. Um, I just loved it, man. Like, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the block. I'll never forget where I was watching that game. I'm pretty sure it was Father's Day. Dude, I was um, in Miami had, watching that. Yeah, and I had people at the crib. Um, and, like, yeah, man, it was just crazy. Like, like I was watching it with my pops, which was cool. And, yeah, it was just, you know, it was it was crazy. I loved it. What a big shot from Kyrie. What a shot from Kyrie. Everything's been downhill for him since then, too. <laughs> peaks. Kyrie peaks, man. Yo, low-key, low that was, yeah, that's actually – it's heavy to say, but yeah, that was yeah. that's that is his peak at the moment. I don't think he's had a positive story about him since then. <laughs> no, you're right though. It's either he's injured or he's moving teams, or, or he's saying something crazy, he's or he's trading his own teammates. Shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's actually yeah. You're right. Yeah, shout out Kyrie. For and, the- and 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 one of the most forgotten moments. In that fucking game, I know you didn't forget it. Kevin Love locking down Steph Curry at the end. Oh my god! Complete, them complete down. clamps. Clamped them. Clamped them, bro. Didn't leave Clamp- the floor. Clamped them yeah. up. Clamped them up. Rewatch that if you don't know what we're talking about. Steph Curry could have hit that shot and won that game, or was it? Yeah, would that have been a tie, or would that have? Uh, uh, no, it was, that, a, it was a two, it, it was a two point game at that time. No, yeah, no, right? it would have been for the win because remember LeBron missed a free throw. Yeah, yeah. Remember, he hit one or two. And Kevin Love put the – and Steph Curry was doing all the Steph Curry things, trying to do this, that, move around, create space. K-Love clamped him. Clamped him up. Yeah, that's a good point. That that yeah. that never gets talked about. That's Signature a moment. Signature yeah. moment. That was a – Three yeah, The three signature plays, finals. LeBron block, the Kyrie shot, and K-Love clamping. That was a great finals. LeBron block was uh, still, yeah, just specimen. That's the the awesome thing about the finals is that it's like throughout the week, so you're just like, yeah. "What are you doing Wednesday night, bro? Finals, dog? Finals. What are you talking about?" <laughs> I, lo- I loved it. Yeah, game seven. Yeah. Game seven. To, stop playing in front of the TV, watching the finals. Wherever that's yeah. at, that's what I'm doing. I'm watching the finals. Period. Absolutely. Point. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I, I go with that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. I'm uh I'm gonna do a whole series that I need to see run back. I would love to see the Bulls play the Celtics again. I knew. I knew. I knew you. Round with that. round one. <laughs> Early 2010s. That's what I would need. Yeah, I need that. No, no, maybe that's not early. Was that is that two? Is that late 2000s? Oh, it was 2008. Yeah, oh eight, oh nine, huh? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'll take that. That's what I'll go with. That that series. That that was the young team. That was a perfect example of a young team that we didn't give a fuck if they were good or not, but we loved the players. They played hard and. That's when you don't care about if they're winning or not. If it's that no. type of team, yeah, you're on the ascent. Everything is everything. Anything that happens is good. Everything is gravy. Everything is yeah. good. It's yeah. all good. So yeah, I would love to see that run that back and just take us to that time, um, a Bulls basketball. Essentially, that that was a that was a good stretch. So I, I would run it's that a, back. It's a lot better than the time that we are in now, to say the least. Yo, uh. Kaplan on ESPN 1000 barking very heavy that Sam Presti's the number one target and they want him in Chicago. I feel, but Sam Presti, who is like a well-known, powerful dude, why would he want to come here and work for PAX? Like, I think people like, if I'm going to look for that job and I've been like a number one before, why would I come to the Bulls and essentially be a number two? Yeah, no, there would be no reason to come here (laughs) unless he was the president in the gym. Yeah, so you're going to know what you're going to get is one of these young up and coming guys 
who like hopefully can talk some sense into Pax. But listen, man, ain't nothing happening unless Pax signs off on it. This GM will be someone who is just doing the legwork of all that other stuff. But it's a, this is Pax's situation, man. I I took no, I told you I've been telling you all year. Foreman Gar was gonna fall on the, on the sword for this shit, right? Okay, great. And it's already come out that that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, they both and gotta go though. But you're gonna pretend like there's some change by bringing in a GM. But it's not like Gar Foreman was the one who was ever making any deals. It's Paxson. It's always been Paxson. It's just like nothing happens with the White Sox unless Kenny Williams says so. Rick Hahn doesn't do nothing. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's hundred percent facts. So, but yeah, that's the series I would like to see run back. That was an awesome time, and uh, that was yeah, that was I would love to see that series yeah, for sure. I would from, definitely from take from that game series. one through game seven, no doubt. Uh, absolutely. See KG play again too. I love KG. All those guys. Yeah. Um. Okay. The second question is: ESPN is coming out with a twenty-five under twenty-five, and we've done this before, but some people have gotten older, so the, the list is a little more wide open. In order, quick, give me your NBA top five under 25. Man, all right, so. <laughs> and, and we could have a whole episode about this, so we don't even have to get too crazy, but we'll we'll, we'll run them off and talk about them real quick. It's funny because I always try to keep people from jumping off the ledge about this dude, but, I mean, there's no way I can't put him at number one. Luca. Absolutely. Number two. Man, I hate to say this, but yeah, just just through this 16 game stretch um, and what could possibly become, I gotta go with Zion. Oh my god! Yeah, I know. Oh my god! But I'm about to. But I'm, I know, I know. And, and two and three were very close for me because this is how highly I regard the number three player on my list and where I really think he's gonna become um, dominant two way player, Jason Tatum. If you're not watching, go ahead and start watching what he's been doing really over like the last month and this year. Plays D. Um, excellent at getting his shot off and is only going to get better. Ultra aggressive. And he's got that look too, man. Like Tatum has that confidence. He has that look like he, he, he yeah, he's going to keep, he's going to keep, he's ascending. starting to move around. Like I am the, one of the best players in the league. Get yep. out the way type shit. Get out the way. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting That's how he's tonight. moving. Yes. I'm getting 30 tonight. I'm here. Hi, yes. I'm Jason Tatum. I'm here to get 30. Facts. Yeah. And like when a player gets it, gets it like that. I told you, man, we used to talk about when he was coming out, I was like, yo, out of Duke, I was like, look at his footwork, right? Look at his footwork. When you have advanced game like that, you know what I mean? Like advanced skills that you are already bringing into the association, and now you're going to start working with NBA coaches who are only going to refine them, and you're going to get stronger. You're going to, you know, all that stuff, smarter, and become a better player. Like, yo, when that foundation is there like that, like, yeah, that's crazy. You're not trying to build a player. You're not taking a raw athlete and trying to teach him that stuff. He came in with that stuff. Obviously, he had to tighten up his handle, become a better shooter, things like that. But I told you, his footwork was crazy in college. So you knew he was going to come in scoring. So, yeah, Jason Tatum is number three, almost number two for me. Number four, Ben Simmons. And number five, man, I had it up until like 15 minutes ago. I had it as Brandon Ingram, but I'm going to go ahead and go with my boy Bam Adebayo. I wow. think the, ce- the, ce- the ceiling is the roof. For Bam <laughs> <laughs> the ceiling is the roof. Yeah, and I, I think with Bam, man, yeah, he's what, the second or third best player on that team right now. Um, like, I feel like he's just going to keep getting better. He's only 22. And, like, he, I think he was averaging, what, like eight points a game last year, eight and, like, seven. Now he's at, like, 19 and eight or something like that, five assists, great defense. 
and still growing into a great player. That organization is going to take care of him. Wow. Yeah, bam. That's interesting. That is okay. <laughs> okay, we'll go with we'll go with we'll go with bam. Um, Who did I leave off? Uh, you left a few motherfuckers off. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll, we'll go through mine, and then we can come back to that. And full but. disclosure: I didn't have the full list, so I might have left somebody like egregious off. And if you, when you name your list, I might be like, "Ooh, okay, you're right." But We'll go ahead and rock with that for right now. Okay, work. I uh, number one is Luka Doncic. This guy looks like he's transcendent. He looks like he will be doing twenty-eight, nine, and nine for fifteen straight seasons type shit. Um, he's that good. He he whatever whatever your team needs, whatever the situation is, he can provide it. I got Luka at one. I have Jason Tatum at two. Yeah. Like 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 all to to piggyback off all the things you said. He's fluid, fundamental. His footwork is crazy. He can get to the rack. He could pull up for three. He could get a, a, a two a, a two dribble pull up. Like he's he's got it all, right? He is um a real, real problem. Number three, I've Zion Williamson. Um This guy's not in shape yet. This guy physically is just different a different beast he goes through you he looks he's one of those guys where at a certain point you've let him too far he, he's too close to the basket this is a ba- this is a bucket you shouldn't have let him get all the way down here it's a basket it's too late zion williamson is number three for me i i've been switching these back and forth Four and five are interchangeable for me. I'm gonna go Trey Young at four. Um, like I said, I people Eli mentioned that this is a that's a lazy comparison comparing him to uh Steph Curry, but this is this guy's second year in the league and he's doing things at his the numbers he's putting up. He's not impacting winning like you want to see a guy from, from <laughs> That's an understatement. That's an understatement. <laughs> but he also doesn't have very much help out there either. So no, terrible roster. Yeah, terrible sure. roster. Again, they're relying yeah. on Vince Carter, who died 30 years ago. <laughs> exactly. So I got Trey Young at four, and then I got Ben Simmons at five. Um, they're so polarizing with the situation with Embiid and how they play on the road and him not shooting jumpers, but he does play crazy D. He can run a team, and hopefully that, that jumper continues to come. Um Honorable mention could be Bam. Another honorable mention could be my guy Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell. Um, but those guys aren't top five for me. Yeah, I can't put Booker in there just off GP, but uh, I can definitely, <laughs> definitely uh, see see a couple other guys. I don't know, man. I uh, it's a, I like a lot Trey, of great man. young talent, I, man. I, I love Trey. I love watching Trey. He's super fun for me. Um, I'm just not. I feel like. Bigs that can defend multiple positions and you can run the offense through are like just so they're just unicorns. You know what I mean? Like I, I think like Bam to me is a that not Draymond level of defender, but you know what I mean? Like obviously Bam getting five assists a game. He's able to, you know, guard smaller players and obviously bigger guys, and eventually they're gonna, you know, have him stepping out and doing stuff like that. I just see a lot of I see a lot of potential there with him. 
Um, but I definitely feel you on the Trey Young thing, but I, I couldn't you don't, I couldn't go. How you were talking the other night, you're one you don't have an honorable mention for Lonzo Ball? No, I love Lonzo though. Listen, can I give you my 30 seconds on Lonzo? Yeah, I would love to hear. Let it, me actually. give you my 30 seconds on Lonzo. Number one, he's a point guard, right? It takes a while to become a successful NBA point guard. We've seen some guys obviously As get it right away point. like Ja. Right. We've seen some guys get it right away like John ja Morant. We've seen other guys take time. Chauncey Billups, Mike Conley, right? It took those guys a while um, to get where they are. Lonzo has an extremely unique set of skills, right? He is a point guard. He's like Rondo, but he's not like Rondo in the sense that Rondo dominates the ball. If Zoe gets it, he's trying to get rid of the ball immediately. Like, he is trying to push it immediately, right? He doesn't need to necessarily run around with the brawl. Rondo likes to do that thing where you go under the hoop and kind of come all the way around. <laughs> yeah, like, you, know, you know exactly what I'm talking exactly. about. Like, yeah. Man, you're not about to lay <laughs> like this clockwork. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. Zoe, on the other hand, likes to push, and I think with this team and Gentry style, like, he's going to get there. I don't know if he'll ever be a great shooter, but, again, he's got good size, good athleticism. He plays D. He's a smart player, and I think he's going to be one of those guys that look up. It's going to be, like, 15 and 12. You know what I mean? And good defense um, and just leading teams to, to victories. I just think, like, don't give up on Zoya. And you cannot understate how bad his situation was the first two years. Like, you just cannot. Being drafted to the Lakers was the worst thing possible for him. Having his dad be right there was the worst thing possible for him. Having LeBron come in year two and completely switch the program and these guys worried about getting traded. Literally, they spent the first half of the season all year last year in trade rumors. So I think that all that like left a sour taste on some people with Zoe. But you watched him the other night, though. That dude is a gamer. He's a good point guard, no doubt. He's good, man. Like he will be good in five years from now. We're all gonna be like, yeah, for sure, Zoe. Okay, fair. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree I, with any of that. And that the 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 Lakers situation was tough, and we've talked about so many times how much your situation plays an impact on how successful you are, and that was a bad one. Yeah, you get Ingram out of there, he's after twenty five a game. I mean, yeah. Okay, I got a question. Last and final before we get out of here. Big Nick the Quick, Sox fan. Would you pay $500 to go, maybe 500 Yeah, no, we'll keep it 500 Would you pay $500 to go to... Ten White Sox games or any Bears, any Bears, any Bears home game you could pick. What would you rather do for five hundred? Ten White Sox games or one home Bears game, but you could pick any one you want. Neither. Uh, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you spend five hundred on baseball games to go to the cell. Like that's crazy. Am I, what am I fucking throwing out the first pitch? <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess what you're gonna add Okay, would you, <laughs> yeah. okay, would you rather go to <laughs> get a roster spot, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's a that, sell. Yeah. Oh, okay, would you rather go? <laughs> would you rather go to ten White Sox games or or one Bears game and sit wherever you want, sweet it? You could you could do whatever you want. Oh man! Um, is, that, is that one Bears game worth ten ten White Sox games? Uh, it's kind of tough, right? It is tough because, like, yeah, I'm talking about ten experiences versus one, because you know what I mean. Like, 
Man, I probably go. I like going to baseball games. I'd probably rather go to 10 baseball games. Dude, there's nothing like going it's to. It's way a- easier to go to. Like, we can go to 10 baseball games. You know what I mean? Like, right. nothing. Like, going to a Bears game is a fucking. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's short. only eight of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bro, in a decade, there's 80 uh, Bears home games. Think about that. Or, no. Bro, there's eight. I don't. I'm yeah, so disgusted. Yeah. I'm so disgusted by the Bears. I may never go to Soldier again. <laughs> like my my dad said in 1992, he'd never go to Wrigley Field again, and he's never been back. No, uh, no, he's not. Never. Yeah, it's been. I, I've never. I've heard of my dad ever going to a Cubs game in my life. Okay, so you would go. To, you do baseball games. You do ten baseball games. <laughs> nah, I go to the Bears game, man. You I'll would. Go you would game. go to the yeah, Bears. Yeah, I go to the Bears game. Yeah, after the weather's yeah in the summer and in the, in the in the fall. You go to like a fall of like yeah, you, Bears, yeah, you Bears know, Packers you, to open the season at Soldier. Yeah, you know, past like November fifteenth, you're not getting me out by the lakefront right. at all. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, a, don't let that underscore like how much I love going to baseball games. Like you and I have gone to a bunch of games where we didn't even drink or part like we just went to a game you know what i mean we used to go to white Sox games all the time it's so it's super relaxing like on a wednesday night in the summer to go catch a game and just sit there and like have one beer and eat one beer and a polish yeah Yeah. absolutely i love being at the park i love kicking it so yeah um i'm definitely i'm probably going to the bears game just because like you said there's only 80 of them per decade but good question what are you oh man if i 10 cubs games or a bears game Yep. Man, I I think I might go 10, 10 Cubs games. Yeah. If I had to pick. Like, if they were in front of me, like, the tickets, and I was, like, in the 1914 club in, like, a suite or wherever I wanted to sit in at Soldier, I think I would take the 10 Cubs games. Yeah, so you got to take the, the, the money qualifier out of the question. Yeah, like, the that's money the best qualifier way to look at it. Question, 10, yeah. 10 baseball tickets right here or one you know bears because I, I could not spend five hundred dollars on baseball games i'd just be like an yeah, asshole take the money out but, but yeah um yeah yeah i don't know man be fun 10 10 because you can dude you get like that's like 10 summer evenings that you just can kick it spring yep. summer whatever but yeah i would probably take that it's, it's, it's literally 10, yes exactly like 10 days you don't have anything to do you can just go to a baseball game and it's like very like minimal impact on your day that's the thing i like about going to baseball too it's like an in and out type situation yeah. like you just kind of chill for sure. soldier feels a whole a whole uh no, just to get to it is a fun just thing. to get to it is a pain in the ass yeah 150 dollars a park like yeah <laughs> all right we'll leave it there man for big nick the quick i am your host sean little no catch up sports talk via chicago subscribe lock in go to no catch up chicago.com grab a shirt Tell your homies, man, we're coming, man. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. Let's go.